0: Welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. And hi, my name's Kay. We will be reading from the book Made for This by Jenny Allen. And Kay, we are going to start week one with praying anything, my friend.
1: Start us out. Okay. First, start out with Ephesians 2, which tells us out of God's word, we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Whoa. Yep. Okay. Something to keep forefront in our minds, isn't it? That God prepared in advance for us to do.
0: Uh, that's kind of amazing when you think about that. Just like letting somebody in front of you, good, you know, anything. that That's very yeah. interesting.
1: It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. God, we will do anything. Anything. That night as I was falling asleep, after my husband Zach and I prayed anything, (laughs) I looked up at God and asked him, what do you want me to do while I'm here? Wow. We were just so tired of normal. We loved our simple, sane life, but now we wanted to find the kind of life You only find if you lose normal, simple, and sane. God was real and heaven was coming. And I wanted to hold every moment on earth in light of when I would meet God face to face. We didn't want to hold on to life as we knew it. There was something bigger than us and our little story playing out on this spinning planet. And we wanted in.
0: All in. This is a journey. That starts with deciding you're all in, that you're made for something more, and you're over living for anything else. You're over living a cute, comfortable, easy life. Sick of making decisions based on your own limited adequacy and capacity because if God is real and who He says He is, why would you? If you're like me, when I prayed anything, you don't want to waste your life. I didn't want to miss what God had for me because I was afraid to let go of what I knew. I was ready to forsake this life for the next. I wanted him to unreservedly have me so that when I faced him, we would both know that my life was spent on everything he had for me. I wanted to be right with God at the end of my life rather than right with all the people in it. Isn't that you right now? I mean, retiring and literally just saying God Take me where, and now she goes off to all these, all these different countries. You couldn't pay me to go to. (laughs) (laughs) You really could not pay me money to go to these places to sleep under mosquito nets and toilets in the ground. But hey, Kay does it, (laughs) so that's what God did to her.
1: (laughs) And um, you know, retirement has really brought me to a perspective of my age. you know being 62 years of age and knowing that there's been hiccups in the past and I pray every day what what do you want me to do what do you want what do you want me to do where do you want me to be
0: you're blessed to get up and be able to say and do that I you truly are, my friend. I wished I could retire. Oh my gosh, that's the difference between Kay and I. She saved, I did not. I didn't even start a 401k till I was 52. So that just tells you where I'm at. But Miss Kay was always good about that. And um, I still live paid paycheck to paycheck at 61. Here I go. <laughs>
1: I always say, you never know. You
0: never, never know. That's oh, I know right. that, too. I am planning okay. retirement. Yeah.
1: <laughs> to get to that point, I had to be ruined for ordinary life. Reading the blog of a girl named Katie Davis Majors, who had given up a comfortable life to adopt 13 kids in Uganda.
0: Kay's been there.
1: <laughs> and I'm heading there in a couple weeks to Uganda. Oh, is that where you're going yeah, again? so this is quite oh, a ride. Oh my goodness. And I, and I will tell you that if you get an opportunity to read her book, it's very good. All because she was in love with Jesus. I grieved. I grieved the life I had built around a plastic God and a pretend heaven. I grieved a life that was spent on myself. The excess I had justified while others suffered. I grieved sitting back and controlling my image rather than pouring out my life in the gifts for the kingdom of God. I grieved that my mind had been spent solving my own simple problems rather than giving my life away. Why had I sat on every gift God had given me to make him known? Because I cared more about being judged by everyone else but
0: him. And that's the truth. We are worried about how people see us. I'm not anymore at all, but we we used to be that oh, way absolutely. and embarrassed or whatever. And it's yeah. like, I remember listening to some people and God showed himself to them, but they were too embarrassed to be a witness for it because they were afraid that and somebody did say you you need help. you need to go to a psychologist because there's no way that that happened, and it mm-hmm. shuts people down from speaking about how God is working in their life or what they're doing. I'm excited from twenty five dollars to a jar." I don't care what it is, right. I love it when God shows himself. I truly do, I think Satan
1: can tempt us there, Teresa too shut <laughs>
0: us down absolutely yeah.
1: and and to take our mind into a place where we get consumed with what everybody else thinks rather than thinking what matters most is what God thinks. you know we live in a world that draws people in such a manner.
0: Why had I set on every gift of God had given me to make him known? Because I cared more about being judged by everyone else but him. Just really think about that. It devastated me because I almost got away with a wasted life. But it was like God lifted my head and he let me see into his heart. Into heaven. Into the brokenness of those suffering. Into my own soul. And in a moment, what had never occurred to me made perfect sense. So much sense that I was willing desperately willing to do anything
1: something bigger honestly I think most people are craving something bigger than comfort and an easy life I think if you are starting this journey you're someone who feels that too we were made for this bigger story we were made to show the glory of God and to fight dark cosmic forces even in parts of life that seem mundane I know It still sounds insane to me too, (laughs) but it is real and it's our story. We were made for this. We now discover what part we play in it by being wholly consecrated to him by praying anything. Henry Valley said, the world has yet to see what God will do with a man fully consecrated to him. I don't know if the world has seen it yet, but I do think we found ourselves in the midst of a generation who would like to try it. I want to try.
0: This is a journey toward living in that bigger story God has for you. Toward leaping fighting wrestling and searching until you lay hold of it take these weeks to go deep to search your restless soul to dig through scripture and to know the heart of god so as to find your place in it while at times it will be hard at times exhilarating at times beautiful and even terrifying, it will be worth it. Even if it's overwhelming and costly, it will be worth it because God is worth it against the current.
1: I looked around, I see currents that have dug deep crevices in our culture and eventually carved them into our souls. Currents that make us think these 70 to 80 years of life feel long and important. Comfort and safety are worthy pursuits. Stuff matters. Happiness is... My right as an American moral living pleases God. As a generation, I believe we're all yawning and waking up, identifying these currents and comparing them to the truth of God. We're considering the simple but game-changing thought. If God is really real and we are going to live with him forever, shouldn't he be the only thing? Shouldn't he be the controlling force in our life if we really believe this?
0: We feel... A growing desire not to become like the religious people God referred to when he said, This people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me. That is found in Isaiah 29. And everyone is asking the question, Do I believe in the invisible enough that I'm willing to live for it? Great question. It is a call to childlike faith. The simple reaction a child has to the truth is to believe, act, and live as if truth is true, simply, recklessly. Christ said, truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Anything is a prayer of childlike trust. Trust that no matter what he asks you to do, he will do something beautiful with you. No matter how unprepared, inept, or ordinary you might feel, he's holding your hand.
1: If you look at every significant impact for God's kingdom, from Paul and Acts to D.L. Moody to Billy Graham to Mother Teresa, these were all average people. Sometimes the least likely people who were just completely Resigned to God. Zach and I, we wanted in on this. We wanted to know what works God had prepared in advance for us to do. We wanted into the stories that last forever. We wanted to quit being swept along with the current and building lives that did not matter for eternity. We wanted to not just offer God words, but truly offer up our lives and all that was in them, letting go of every expectation of what he would say. God, we will do anything. Our lives now lay in the hands of a reckless, invisible God.
0: Well, this should be good. I cannot wait to (laughs) see because when you do that, that is not going to be an easy road. No. It is not. Well, Kay, there's some questions here. Let's ask our audience. And if you have an answer to one of them, you can go ahead and answer. Okay what is your own definition
1: of surrender what is it uh to me being totally undone uh relinquishing myself
0: that's true surrender being undone wow
1: what does surrender cost
0: well i think it costs comfort daily routine feeling safe and secure provided by like our jobs and our income what's the outcome of surrender for
1: you Oh, the outcome of surrender for me. You me did too. it. <laughs> Seriously, you did it. Uh, well, it's not done. For no, short. but you started
0: yeah, um, it. Well, That's like huge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was a that was a big.
0: I never, big, I, and I don't mean to interrupt you. When you said you were retiring, I was so shocked. I couldn't believe you did it. I honestly could not believe you did it. And I, I, I didn't know if you would when I came around because, and that's what this is. What's the outcome of surrender for you? I just was shocked beyond um, everything when you did it.
1: I uh, had many conversations with God before before I felt assured that it was, a, and it was like he was going like, okay, just setting up the steps. I was really nervous when I went to my financial guy and said, God and I are talking about me retiring. (laughs) That's too funny because I'm not so sure he's a believer, but I don't hesitate talking to him because he knows this is where I'm coming from. I wouldn't be taking this step if it wasn't something that I felt like, you know, God was going like. And he looked at me and he goes, after he pulled up my profile, there's really no reason you can't. And it was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. You know, but still,
0: that was a big step for you, girl, because you Mm -hmm. had now Mm -hmm. you're are literally relying 100 percent on God because all of that money Mm -hmm. is gone. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was shocked. Totally shocked. Not that we can't do it, but when you're the only one in your house with an income. (laughs) <laughs> that's what I'm saying if I had a husband it would be different okay right. you know but, what I'm saying but, but we, we're, don't. we don't have husbands no. and that's why
1: Got our husband
0: I did not think you would retire yes. this early so yeah.
1: kudos for yeah. you um, I will say that close to the end um, I had a reservation and I know that that was a temptation from Satan because you know getting on the other side of the pandemic things were you know really picking up and you know 2022 was ending up to be a stellar year in travel, and I thought, well, maybe I should wait to December because I was thinking dollar signs. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I had to back up from that because I had to remember.
0: Not only did you back up for it two months later, you went and worked a travel thing in Columbus. Yeah, okay, did. so yeah. she. But <laughs> I think that taught her she's done. Yeah. She did. will never go back yeah, now. Okay. So yeah. I I I was really like laughing at god like you have to tell her one more time yes. don't you sometimes we have to be told one more time i know don't we? yes because we I'm do like... yes we do because okay. all right because it was yeah. it's hard to let go of that money and she kept thinking, "Well, I might be able to go part time." And I kept thinking, "No, Kay." I saw where God was moving, Kay. No ifs ands buts about it. Is in that field in different countries. Kudos to you too. But um, and she was afraid to let go, but she did it. So, in what ways are you sick of normal, me and always? I'm ready for a change. But I took steps towards my change as well. I always wanted to be on the radio. I always wanted to talk about what I wanted to talk about. There's not very many people who talk about spiritual warfare. There's not. And so when I... This has just always been something to me that I love learning about and fighting against. And thank goodness Kay feels the same way. Because... A radio station wouldn't let us get on there and talk about demons and devils and, you know, the spiritual warfare that we fight. They just wouldn't. So I'm really thankful that I went back to school and just learned the basics so that we can do this.
1: And I'm going to say to that, in what ways, if any, are you sick of the normal? I know there's been times that I was just getting by, that I'd become complacent, comfortable. You
0: mean while you were working? While I was working. Oh,
1: yes, yes, yes. Right. So... Think about wanting to be right with God at the end of your life rather than right with all the people in it. Can you discern between the two right now and what are the differences?
0: Well, I guess at the end of your life, when you die, you're going to stand before God. You're not going to stand before people. People are going to judge you badly no matter what you say because social media, now you say something good. And they are going to respond with, something bad. If I ever, which I don't think I will, because I can't stand that stuff. I really can't. I'm not going to throw that online to let people respond to it. You can listen to me or you can't listen to me because I'm just not into all that crap. Life is too short to get people, and why argue and fight? It's so dumb you know? So what do you need to let go of to offer your life in all that is in the Lord? Remember that. Okay, read the next question for them to think about next
1: week. Here at the beginning, what do you hope to gain from this journey? And why do you think God has brought you to this point? So on that note, Teresa and I do pray about where God wants this podcast to go. And it's not just a happenstance. And so in our hearts, we believe that God has led us to share this with you and hope that you will think about what what do you hope to gain from this journey? And why do you think God has brought you to this point?
0: That is a good one. What will your story be? And what will feel like? What will your story be? And what will feel like only a minute? If you know Jesus as your Savior We will be together in heaven. I'm so excited that you're starting this journey toward living the story he has for you. And I can't wait to meet you face to face and hear it all. You better not bring me the safe version of a life. Bring the crazy stuff. Bring the unexplainable. Bring
1: the story only God could write. I can't wait. So read Acts seventeen twenty six and also read Ephesians 2, 10. Acts says that God sets us in the generation and place we live. And in Ephesians, Paul writes that before time, God planned the good works we would do. There are stories already written that we are to live. Are we living them? And then after reading these passages, consider the answers to these two questions. Who are you, Lord? And what do you want? from me
0: who are you lord what do you want from me well miss k we're gonna wrap that up and when we meet again what is your anything we will be talking about
1: have a blessed week thank you for joining
0: us